Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Welcome back. So um, I'm really pumped about this guest. So first of all, this is my first guest of 2022, which is also extremely exciting. Um, I have been following her for, God, a long time. (laughs) And um, I am really pumped to actually get to chat with her, which it ended up being like a two and a half hour conversation, which is what I love about this podcast because you hear a good portion of it and then um, I get to connect a little further with people afterwards and um, I just really, really enjoy that. So today I'm talking with Kellen McKenzie. She is an astrology business coach for hairstylists, salon owners, and I really, really resonated with this conversation because we talk a lot about about starting over. I think a lot of times when people think of starting over, they think of um, something scary or something exciting, but there's a lot of like emotions in the middle that aren't really discussed. So although it can be scary, it can be exciting, it can be both all at the same time, there's also a lot going on uh, mentally a lot of things that get brought up from your past that sometimes you are not prepared for. And it is just a journey, to say the least. So Kellen and I go a little bit deeper on that. um, And I really, really, really think that you are going to like this conversation as much as I do. So if you are not following Kellen on Instagram, please do so at Kellen McKenzie. Uh, There's no dot com at that, but... (laughs) um, I will also link her website uh, in the show notes. So please enjoy. Hi, Kellen. How are you today? I'm good, Misty. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to have you. You might not know this, but I've been following you on Instagram for like a really long time. (laughs) I love it. I, I feel like I actually stumbled upon your podcast before I followed you, but, um, I just remember like looking up different beauty professional podcasts. So it's nice to, nice to be here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm so glad to have you on. So tell the listeners who you are and what you do. 
So I'm Kellen and I am currently full-time business coaching for other beauty professionals and salon owners. And um, I, I've been in the beauty industry for over 16 years. So this is just a new, a new space for me full-time the last year. And your business coaching is a little different, right? Like you use astrology and things like that. Like, yeah, talk yes, about that a little bit. I fell in love with astrology. I mean, I've always loved astrology, but I fell in love when I started studying it, um, reading books, taking classes, and just really um, learning about it more and more about my own birth chart, about um, how the planets, when they move, how it affects me, how it affects different people that I know. And then I started to take classes with Deborah Silverman during our pandemic shutdown the first time. (laughs) And that's kind of how it started. I like was all, I was full in where I needed a little bit of a break. You know, a lot of people around me were taking a lot of classes and showing up on Instagram and teaching so much more. And I, at the time had, had an employee-based salon and my, I needed to kind of um, do something for me during that time. That was different. I, I was like, I got to check out a little bit. And that's where I really, really fell in love. So, and then I took level one, level two, level three, and I'm like, I got to use this with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how it started. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. You, um, you were a salon owner, right? And you don't do hair at all anymore. Not right now. Um, we, my partner and I, we've moved a couple times in this last year, just honestly trying to figure out what we both, where we want to live, where, you know, we might want to explore a few more possibilities and options like states, maybe be close to family. So we've, we've tried a lot of different things. Um, and the, really with the pandemic, it gave me the opportunity to say, I'm ready for something different. And that's how it started. I, I was a salon owner for seven years. Um, my employees weren't ready to come back yet when we were ready to open back up. And it gave me time to say, I think I might want something different too. And that's, here we are about a year later, haven't done hair since, I guess, since March. So almost a year, I haven't been doing hair and I, I still love it. I still, um, you know, love the hair part, but we haven't sat long enough in a location for me to really explore that yet. Right. Yeah. I did something similar last September. I stopped doing hair and I 17 years behind the chair. And I was like, you know what? I'm going all in on this coaching thing. And I didn't go back 10 months. And then now I'm just back one day a week, mainly because I just missed it. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) Something about doing something with your hands, getting, having a reason to get out of the house and put clothes on is kind of huge too. (laughs) Amen, sister. Oh my God. I literally said that I have, I have someone I'm kind of been talking with about possibly doing hair two days a week is, is what I'm thinking. And, um, you know, is she, and I literally was like, I, I gotta get out of the house. I will tell you, I recommend it because I like, even though the coaching was going well, like starting a new business is hard. I feel like, you know, this, everyone knows this, any kind of business, especially a business that isn't like when I became an independent stylist, I already had a clientele. So starting that business was like cake compared to something brand new where you have to build. Um, and it was like the moment I went back one day a week, it was like, my mood was just uplifted. 
So I will tell you, if you're thinking about it, it really is like a good mood lifter. If you're in any kind of funk, (laughs) I I hear you. And I 100% feel that like, I'm got to get out of the house. I got to do my hair, my makeup, put some clothes on, just like feel like I'm contributing outside of the house, just, you know, like to right. do something. And, um, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, but now I've also taken Reiki one and two. So I feel like when I, with, you know, going back behind the chair, I'm going to have all these other tools that I didn't have a year ago, even that will be really cool to see how that can like weave together with my clientele, you know? Yes. Well, it's a beautiful thing when you kind of fall into what you love and you're able to make a business out of it, you know? Totally. Totally. Why do you think 2020 did this to so many people? Because I think it's done this to a lot of people. Yeah, it definitely has. (laughs) Um, I think when, you know, when you are an entrepreneur and a business owner, a lot of times, cause I've just with coaching, especially I've, I've seen the same sort of story. It's like a lot of times we get an idea, we get excited and we jump all in and we're really motivated and, and we don't understand all the parts and no one can really teach us all the parts until we're in it and in the thick of it. And then you keep learning and you keep learning how really it, your strengths and weaknesses and what you need to develop. Right. I remember when I started my salon, I hired a coach and like, that was my first introduction to coaching. I didn't even know what it was before. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like what, you know? And it was like, I had to learn about leadership. I had to learn about like so many things that I just didn't think about, to be honest with you. And like the years after years after years, I start to realize what I really liked about being an owner, um, what I loved about learning about leadership and being a leader. And I just started to kind of dive deeper into each subject that I did love. But the reality is, it's hard to hire for those other parts when you're a small business owner, period. So you're kind of wearing all these hats all the time, even if you're not that in love with the piece of the business. Right. And, um, for me, it was just autopilot. So I was just on autopilot, go, 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 go work all the time. And it was a big pause, (laughs) right? So that's what happened for me, for sure. And kind of hearing some other people's stories. And it was like, I would lay on my yoga mat every morning. I would try to like put it next to the sun in my apartment and I'd be like, let me just get on my yoga mat. Let me just get here. And like, whether I lay here or work out today or go on a walk, I need to like, just be, be in my, my mind. And it gave me time, like I said, to kind of study some other things that I really pushed to the back burner and kind of had to, because your brain can only do so much. <laughs> like it was. Right. You know, like I got to learn the business stuff. I got to learn money. I mean, oh my God, my money was like a freaking disaster. All of my bad money habits from personal life and then starting a business, everything trickled over. And let me tell you, like I tell people now, I'm like, I've, I went through the ringer the first three years of business. I mean, so, you know, it was a, I think for me, it was the pause to say, 
I, there are other parts of me that I like, and I want to keep learning about and keep discovering and not have to be this one identity, you know? Yeah. I think it forced us to think like in a new way, you know, it forced us to not be able to necessarily like numb our thoughts with work and what, you know what I mean? Like, and you really had to assess like what makes me happy. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it was an interesting year. And I, I actually think it's cool to see what people are doing because there's a lot of movement happening. Yeah. Right. Hair industry. There is. And, um, it's like getting off that autopilot and saying, okay, it's okay to try new things. It's okay to then go back. If it, if it doesn't work out, like that is one of the biggest things that I try to tell any of my students is, give it a shot. You have the best plan you can in place for at this time of your life. We all have different um, tools in our tool belts when we get started and you learn along the way, you learn what works. And then if something doesn't work and you don't love it, then you learn that. And then you get to decide what to do with it and say, you know what, I'm ready to try something different, or I need to learn about this. And it's a push to grow and stretch in an uncomfortable area, right? So it's like, we can always go back to what worked really well, or we keep moving and keep exploring and keep growing too. Like there's no wrong way to do this life. <laughs> you well, know? People get stuck in a decision. They get, they think that making one decision is that like, you make this decision, that's it. You're not allowed to change your mind. You have to stick with this for the rest of your life. And it's like, no, like as somebody who went from commission to my own suite, to booth rental, to not doing hair at all, to back to boot, like just because I wanted to no, you know, like, and then everyone wants to explain why they're doing the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They want to explain. And it's almost like people have this idea that there's a map or a, a road to go up, 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 like a ladder we're climbing, I guess. Right? right. And, oh, you arrived if you open a salon and then it's like, but then what if you sell it? And I'm like, hello, me, <laughs> like, what if you sell everything? Start literally all over again with no clientele and move and move and move. And you like, for me, I was like, I just need a plan for security of money so that I'm not like obviously living in debt or something. Right. So I'm like, it's not that scary to say, let me try this on. Let's see how it works. And if I end up working for someone else again, I may go commission who freaking knows. And when you, when I've shared this with other people, they'll be like, isn't that hard to feel like you're taking a step back? And I'm like, it's not though. Like, it's not a step back. And I almost see it as a beautiful thing to say all this experience. And I may want to go work for someone else. (laughs) Right. Well, it's funny. So, I mean, it comes down to like marrying and limiting beliefs. Right. So like when I was in my suite, I loved my suite, you know, I really did, but I met a new business owner that was opening a beautiful salon. And I had a meeting with her really about like teaching classes there. And it turned into me going home, going, I think I want to work there. And I felt like I had to explain myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like everyone was going to think my suite failed. Mm-hmm. I, fe- I had all these feelings and nobody said that to me. Nobody. I said it to myself. Yes. 
So in my mind, then I realized, okay, if I saw someone else do that, maybe that's how I would feel. My judgment on them would be maybe they, they failed in their suite. And I had to realize that that's not the truth. Right. And I'm just attaching emotion to it and I'm attaching other people's thoughts to it. And that's not the truth. Like, and it, that was a game changer. That's awesome. I love that you said that I, I tried. So when I sold the salon, I tried to go to a suite and I was like, this will be good for now for COVID for like, you know, all these different things. I hated it. And that was the first time I've ever worked in a suite. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I see why people say some, it's not just not for them. And maybe you change along the way, right? We're not, we don't have to always love a suite just because we loved it at one point. Right. Right. And I, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then when I moved to Colorado, I was going to end up renting a suite from someone and rebuild and two days a week. And I had this whole idea and I, I was like, what am I doing? I hated working in a room by myself. I hated the suite. And I ended up being like, I need more time to figure, figure my life out, (laughs) you know, and I, I haven't jumped into anything. I'm trying to take things slow, but that is such a, it's such a good point. Like, you know, whenever we, we do something, it's what, what we attach to it of what we think success is or how we look at other people and the judgment, maybe that we're putting on that thing or that, that ladder that they're climbing or what it looks like from the outside. And, but we don't even know them. Right. You know, (laughs) well, and we do it to ourselves all the time. I did the same when I was going, wanted to go back behind the chair. It was the same thing. Cause it was like, oh my God, everyone's going to think the coaching isn't working. Everyone's going to think that I'm just going backwards. And it's like, nobody is thinking that nobody is thinking about me as much as I'm thinking about me. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. Yes. (laughs) It's hard though. I think, and I think it, I think it's a relatable for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and even like when it comes to the money thing, you know, it's like, like my biggest thing was I'm not going back. I don't, I refuse to go back for money. Yes. You know, and, and although I do realize that I went back for validation mm-hmm. so and that's okay with me. So it's like, I realize coaching is great, but coaching is you have a call with somebody, they have to go do the action. You cross your fingers that they're doing it. You have, you know what I mean? Like there's not that instant gratification, like doing hair is, and I missed that. And I realized I needed that. So there is something to be said for walking into work, making someone feel pretty, them looking at you saying that they love it. And then them handing you money. And it's like this pat on the back that like, yes. if you're behind the chair all the time, you're used to, but when you walk away from it, man, do you miss it? <laughs> that makes so much sense. Cause when you think about coaching, I mean, it could be three months or more before someone finally says, click, okay, yeah. I got it. Like I am doing the thing. I'm on the routine. I see this happening and it's in their own time, right? You, like you said, you've got to cross your fingers and just say, let's just hope they do it and they can stay consistent and they put it in their, their rhythm and their natural flow of, of, of life. And if not, well, that's really on them. Like, you know, we're teaching them those things to do, but that's the hardest part of coaching. Right. And yeah. you're so, I can so relate to that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did love that. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, that was why I went back, you know, yeah. Somebody had told me once coaching is 20% of coaching is the one hour phone call. 
And then the 80% is what they do when they are off the call. And I was like, that is so true. It's so true. Cause we can't force people to do things, right? Like we just have to help hold them accountable, show them the way kind of thing. But like, once they're off of the call, like we're not over their shoulder, like, Hey, you're doing it wrong. Hey, don't do it like that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I know. And it's so funny because it's taught me like someone may come to you for one thing, but it's really not even that thing. And it's like, okay, so we're, we're actually, I mean, I can go a full month or two with some of my students before we even talk about the price increase that we thought we were about to pull the trigger and do the price increase. Like that's why they came to me. Right. But it's like, oh no, nope. We needed to go over so much more before that. So that's been an interesting, just self-development, like um, using all those tools that I've developed, I guess, for myself and what's worked for me and sharing different things. And I always say, I, I look at coaching as a lot of it is mentoring. Like for me, the way I like to coach is, is this is what has worked for me. Let me give you some of those tools that may work for you. You can try them on. And if not, like, you know, we go from there, but I love that part of it is like, um, self-development, you know, that's like such a big part of it. And it's like you said, we can't, we can't make them, we can't make them do that. (laughs) What would you say is the biggest hurdle that you have, that your clients have that they didn't expect? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I would say, when we get started, it's typically around not understanding their numbers and not understanding their business and not being able to look at their PL. And um, so, therefore, if you're not looking at your PL, you don't have a budget, you're ordering just randomly, you're overspending most likely. And but money's always coming in. So like, right. Like, like we're always making money. We're always generating money. And it's like, where is it going? Mm -hmm. Right. And the biggest hurdle, strangely, like honestly, time after time, after time are, it's the, the people that they've almost hired like uh, bookkeepers where they're running their business for them without them understanding what they're doing at all. Right. So like they don't have meetings, they don't have conversations. So these professionals are doing their job for tax reasons. Everything's fine on there. And they don't know that so-and-so needs to understand their numbers and benchmarks and budgets and all of that. Maybe that's not part of their package that they have with their bookkeeper accountant. Right. But strangely that has been the hardest thing is to have that communication and, um, like this, there's this block somewhere and it's because they don't under understand our industry. So then it's like almost teaching the student how to understand the numbers and then, and all of that first to then teach the person running their books. Right. You know? Yeah. That has been such an interesting thing. And, um, that's been the, that's always my first hurdle with people <laughs> because they, like, we'll look at the PL and we'll be like, I mean, services, um, retail, things are just combined together in income. Right. And then, um, and then it's like that with expenses, like 
all of a sudden I'll be like, okay, so what is your rent? Sometimes rent's fluctuating every month. Why is that happening? You know, what's, you know, what's happening here and no clue, no clue. So it's like this realization hits and I'm talking, I've had some salon owners of 15 years as students, right? Like it doesn't matter if it's your first year in, your 15 year in or, or more. It doesn't matter if you're a solo artist or, um, a team, like a team leader with us, with an employee-based salon. Like I, I love it all. I've, I've done it all. So like, I've kind of, I kind of helped different, different, um, people in, in those areas, but that's usually the first thing. And then we start to peel back, peel back, peel back, peel back. Then it's like, okay, then we get into the hurdle of really being okay with what their vision is not allowing other influences to change that. Right. And like, and then, but at the same time, allowing yourself grace, if you change your mind, right. You know, yeah. like, so that's usually like this other hurdle, like you did want that at one point, but you don't anymore. And that's okay. Mm-hmm you know, and that is hard. (laughs) It is. Well, I mean, it comes down to awareness and then like learning how to let go of judgment, judgment from others and judgment from yourself. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's same with my clients and then same with any coaching I've ever been through myself. Like that's it. I don't, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I feel like that's always the same. Yeah. The judgment, right? Like even like, I can't believe I ran my business like this for so long. Right. Even if it's just, we're talking about the numbers, but then it's like, I can't believe I'm still running my business like this. And I haven't liked it for so long. Right. It's like judging yourself at all these different parts of being a business owner. And it's like, let it go, let it go. Let's work through it because you need to say, I did the best I could with what I knew at that time. And that is what I thought I wanted, or I did want, and I don't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. Forgiving yourself for the knowledge you didn't know yet. That's like my newest, like favorite quote. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true. I mean, you know, I find like when people start working with me, it's, it's similar, like, and to, and when it comes to numbers, it's like, Okay. Like I'll say I, they have to do like an assessment where they essentially have to go through all of their numbers on their own, you know, and then our first call, they've already done that. And then we talk a little further and they always like, there's always this like disconnect between like the actual numbers and what they think the numbers are. Yes. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, no. Did you set down and comb through everything? And they're like, no, not yet. And I'm like, okay, you need to do that because like, I have one, um, one of my girls, she, um, was a target goer who isn't. And she realized that she was spending a thousand dollars a month at target. And she had no idea, no, you know, and, and that's like, if, if you can afford to do that, fine, but you need to know that you're doing that. And that's like my point with people. It's like you, you, there's one thing on, on the emotion on what you feel like you're doing. And then there's a whole nother thing on what you're actually doing. 100%. I was such an emotional spender back in the day. And like, I was probably doing the same thing and I would have had oh, no idea. I wasn't same. tracking, right. I was like, I wasn't tracking things, but now right. I have to, because I got myself into so much trouble, so many different points in my life with money and I literally have a money date every single week and I reconcile everything. I like for, for personal, it's like I use credit cards with points to maximize my, my money. Right. And then pay it off every week. So it's like, I, 
put it on my own spreadsheet, then I pay it off. And then I'm budgeting like every week to see where I'm at by the end of the month, like what I can afford that's left over. Right. It's like a very, like, like you need to face your numbers head on. And if I don't do that for myself, I will go out of control again. I know I will. (laughs) I'm the money spender. I mean, I'm the one who got my trouble. Like, you know, so I'm exactly the same. I know that I have, I didn't even use a credit card for, I think three or four years, we didn't start using one again until like this year, I think, because we like, we're like, okay, I think we trust ourselves now, you know? Um, but I had to wait because I didn't trust myself in that aspect yet, you know? And it's again, awareness, you know? Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing when it comes to your business, if you're not having that in your personal life, of course, like for me, I didn't have that in my business when I got started because I wasn't doing it yet. I had no awareness of what I was spending in my personal life. So of course I didn't understand that in my business at all, you know? And so that is, that is a big learning like thing for all my students too. It's like, how much do you actually need to live on? And most people don't know the take home I'm like, I don't even care what your goal is for your business right now. I want to make sure you can survive. Yes. What's your bottom line, right? And people don't even know what that is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've had quite a few uh, of my one-on-ones that, I mean, the number one thing they had to do is separate business from personal. Yes. And I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, let's let's do that first. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like, oh, we don't have a business bank account. Okay, here's like homework number one. Like, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's like we start where we start is what I yeah. say. Like, right? right, everyone's starting at a different place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's okay. Yep. You know, and, and again, I always am like, you you seek out like help. That right there, huge win because there's so many people walk around and they bitch and about their lives and they never do anything about it. And sometimes just making the choice to like find help with the things that you don't know yet. Like that's huge. That's huge. I agree. I agree. I'm like, doesn't matter where you're starting. There is no judgment here. I've been, listen, I have been through it all. I was in like 40 some thousand dollars of debt at some points. Like I owed the IRS, like 30 some thousand dollars one year. I had to take an accountant to court. Like, you know, I've been like all over the place with my money. So, and, and getting out of the debt and then going back and then, you know, like I've had things that had come up in my life that that cycle just continued. So when I say like, I have to hold my, like, that is me being like, okay, Kellen, remember what happened in your twenties multiple times. Like we got to like, make sure I am doing my homework every week and like I do it in my business and I do it in my personal life. And again, like I, I put all those and things into practice, but also so I can share with people, it is possible because I'm doing it. I know it's possible, right? Like this girl can get out of debt multiple times. I know you can too, you know, you've got to break the cycle and because I mean, we, we just get into like, okay, for example, the, the stress cycle with money, you know, you're stressed about money. So you ignore it yeah. and you can be stressed about it. And it can, t- it just keeps going. And sometimes just sitting down and looking and going, okay, think one, things aren't as bad as I thought, or, okay, this needs to change. 
that can right there, break the cycle. Like you're already like training your minds that it doesn't have to be this way. Yes. I mean, and you can go so many different directions. I mean, exercise and, you know, any health, like all the things you've got to break that, that unhealthy cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's easier said than done. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I do feel like when you start with one thing, like that being said, like maybe with your health or working out or whatever with money and you're, and you, and you're feeling in control of it and you're feeling better about it. The momentum does continue in other parts of your life. And it's such a cool thing. Like when, I don't know when it was for me, but a switch went off about my health. And that was before my financial health, right? Like it was my health and working out and finding, um, uh, finding foods that weren't agreeing with me. And I actually taking time to learn, um, how to cook and like how to eat real foods and like not live on, you know, going out and all of this stuff. So that was a whole learning thing because I hadn't learned that. And I think I was 29 when I finally was like, I did this whole 30. I was like, life changed. I started to realize like, oh, like I feel better. And then I was like, I got to feel better in other areas of my life. And so, right. That momentum kicks in. You're like, okay, now I need to learn about this. I need to get better at this. And one thing at a time, but it does, when you feel better, you just want to feel better everywhere. Yeah. Same, same, uh, same exact story. I think I was like 27. I just got married and I saw a picture of myself on my honeymoon and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) it's like something I have to do something. But I mean, I was, I am, if you look back at me in my early twenties, I'm a completely different person. I mean, I was just a freaking lazy pothead that just wanted to have fun. And like, I didn't care about, I spent money left and right. Like I ate fast food three times. I was, you know, quote unquote, had a great metabolism. So I didn't need <laughs> to exercise or eat healthy, you know, but yes. it doesn't last. <laughs> oh, and like, it's, that's, it's so interesting to hear you say that because for me, I was overweight my whole life. And like, then I was like unhealthy relationship with food. And then I didn't eat, you know, it was like this, right. like whole unhealthy, no matter which way I went, I was always extreme. Right. So it was like, I finally boom, break the cycle. And then it's hold yourself accountable, get people that know that you need that help or support or like your hand held a little bit friends that can call you to check on you, that sort of thing. And start to surround yourself with people that want to better themselves too. Because when you have your whole group of friends in your twenties that are living that same life, most likely if you're the first one to step out of it, you're losing all your friends and that's freaking hard. Yes, you know, so, so, so true. God, yeah. that's so true. I was just talking to my husband recently because I'm in a mastermind now and there, there's very high level people in there. And it's like the mm-hmm. conversations are just so different and they inspire me. Yes. You know, they, they make me go, I can do that one day, or I can do a form of that one day, or, you know, rather than where I used to see that and go, oh, well, good for them. Well, that can never be me, you know? And now it's like, no, it can, it yep. can. It can. Yeah. Yeah. And when we see it and we hear it, we're like, if they can do it, I can do it too. If you're in that right growth mindset. Right. And like you've, I don't know, the building blocks have started and we've, we've, we've changed things and we're consistent enough that we're, we start to trust ourselves. Yes. 
we start to trust ourselves and we're like, I have been eating healthy for the last how many years? And I, you know, sometimes I get off my course. Sure. But like, same thing with working out or moving my body in some way that feels good. Um, that sort of thing, right? Like business is, is in check. My spend the right amount of money. I don't over Like you just start trusting yourself. It's like all these different building blocks that you're like, okay, I can see myself doing that now because I trust myself. Right. Yeah. Confidence is built on accomplishments. I say that one a lot yeah. too. That because I feel like the same thing. Like once you start accomplishing things that you never thought you could do, then you're more confident to do the next thing or the next thing. Totally. So oh you, you just said something and I forgot the exact words, but um, about, you know, like if you fall off a little bit, like, I think that's big too, because a lot of times people have this idea of what they want to change or what they want to do. And then one little setback happens and they just blow it all and they go up, oh, not meant to do it. This isn't right. You know, um, totally. let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's a, that's pretty common. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and it's like, it's going to happen our whole lives. So, right. Like hiccups are going to happen. Relationships are going to change. Um, partnerships are going to dissolve. And those are the big tests. Like, let's be real. Um, when I started to work on my, my own like therapy and healing and energy work and like different, like, you know, just wounds in the past and different things that I'm like been working through. I mean, it's like, I'm more confused now than ever. And like all these different like triggers come up and you see them and you're like, well, why did that happen? And it's like learning in, about yourself is such a journey. And then setbacks happen and, and you have to be aware enough to say, I don't want that anymore. Like that was past Kellen or past whoever. And I don't want to be that anymore. I, and you have to catch yourself like, cause other people may see it and they may not say anything, right? Like a lot of people don't really speak up. They're like, oh, that's their journey. Like I can't help them like blah, 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 blah. And, and I guess I don't really speak up when I see things on people too. Cause you're like, I'm not, I'm not them. Like I can't tell them what to do, you know? And you know, sometimes you wish you could help people. And I've tried in the past, like even with like my family or my mom, I'll be like, you should try this. This has helped me so much, like whatever it's eating a certain way or, or moving or, you know, different physical therapy things. And, and I'm like, mom, I had that same thing happen. Like, let me tell you what works so well. And then when someone doesn't do it, it's like, it was always such a disappointment for me. And I'd be like, I know you can be better and feel better. And do better. Like, let's like, can I just be, can I show you this? Like, you know? But, but it is, it's like, we can't be in their mind, in their body. They have to make the decision. They have to hold themselves accountable. So I do think that again, back to that, you build that confidence and you trust yourself. Like it gets easier to get yourself back on track the longer you've been doing something, but definitely it's hard always. And the setbacks or the, the triggers or the relationships can be more challenging the more you're growing, yeah. right? The challenges come at you and it's like, whoo, you know, and I, I catch myself a lot being like, that's old Kellen stuff, but of course it still comes out. Like, oh, yeah. right. Of course it's going to. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, we were just talking about this with some friends recently um, about how like I had to get past the hump of like, okay, I want to be successful in this thing, but I was more worried about if it fails, but I was also worried about if I succeeded because I knew that if I succeeded, things were going to get hard again. You know, and it was like, people always think about a fear of failure, but nobody really thinks about the fear of succeeding. Yes. And I had to get through that hump of like, wait, this is a good idea. This can work. Shit. What if it does work? How am I going to handle this or that or that, you know? And it's like, nobody thinks about that. And it's like, that's the same. Like, it's going to bring up more stuff. It's going to bring up stuff that you thought you've already dealt with or stuff that you haven't even touched on yet. Right. You know, and I will say, and maybe you feel this way sometimes, like, when is it going to be over? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like some days I just want to be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> Let's just stay here. <laughs> like, I feel like it is like when you start healing things and working on things, oh, it's like one thing after the freaking next, like, and it can feel like, really? I need to l- be at a different level again. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's exhausting. Know, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I think that's what honestly this year has been such a great time and pause in so many different ways, but not being, um, not being in charge of people. Right. And not being like that face that was always on and it, and then when I wasn't the very first time I remember when my life was like throwing me curveballs after curve curveballs, right. As a salon owner and a leader, I totally stepped over all my boundaries and I shared things with different team members and that sort of thing. First time it happened. And the last time it happened because, well, we're human, of course, things are going to happen. Right. And it was like, my life was turned upside down. Um, and I was going through a divorce and it just wasn't normal. Nothing felt good. And I was just trying to get through each day, you know? So that, that was my first wake up call though. Cause like my business partnership ended up dissolving the team left. Like I started over and I was faced with, um, the fear of so many things. And it was like this, okay this is, I know I'm going to get to the other side. It took me probably, uh, I'm still working through a lot of that stuff. Like it doesn't stop, but it's like all the lessons that come through a big life event or a big situation or a big turning point, you know, it's up to you. And it's like, these are lessons, but it's up to you how you handle them, you know? And then this year specifically was like, I need time to pause. I need time to remember who I am. I need time to learn about things I love outside of my work. Cause I was such a workaholic, you know, and I need to get my, my boundaries back of like just everything and, and a schedule that works. And it's like, I need to rip everything off to be like, let me see what fits now, you know, and healing was a big part of this, this year. And it has been for many years, like throughout my journey, but this year I was all in, I was like, 
therapy all the time. I was different, different weights for therapy, talk therapy and like energy work and, you know, uh, healing retreats. I mean, like Jesus, I'm like all over the place. I'm like, I went and got Reiki certified to learn how to like move energy myself and hold space for people better. Um, and then astrology, I mean, astrology is all about learning who you are, understanding it in a different way. But then the biggest thing for me is now seeing people from that like blueprint, this cosmic blueprint of like, we are all so unique. Like we, like we have this like amazing, these amazing challenges and gifts literally given to us at birth, like our soul signed up for this. And I truly believe it. And when I look at that and I hear people's stories and I get to hold space for them and validate, yeah, you, you did sign up for that challenge this life. Like, I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, and it's really cool to see. So all these things this year, I'm like, oh my gosh. But then one little thing is like a giant thing. Like it's like this giant awareness. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're trying rather than like, like growing, 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 I need to grow, grow, grow. Do you feel like now you're like, wait a minute, I'm going to figure out how to enjoy the journey as I grow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That makes so much sense. So like the enjoy where I'm at and learning how to sit and learning how to pause, learning how to really spend time with myself. I mean, I was definitely always in like relationships and very codependent and always doing things with other people. And it's definitely my Libra rising of me and I totally know it, but it's like, I always wanted to be in partnerships and, um, really being good with having my own things that don't have to be what my relationship does. Right. And having my own things that I can do myself. So it's like, that's been really cool and, and sitting and being still. And, and that's a big part of, that's a big part of this year, (laughs) not trying to rush anything. I well, and that's exactly what I was about to say. I think we all were caught up in the growing, growing, growing as fast as possible. And now it's like, you know what, what's the point if I'm not enjoying it? That's right. So I'd rather my growth slow down. I mean, it depends on what you look at as growth because my interpersonal growth is like, whoo, like it's huge, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, where the business growth is a little slower because I care more about myself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been, it's interesting. It's an interesting journey. I can feel that. And like, when I, I actually believe that when we're growing personally, the business stuff will catch up. Absolutely. You I know? Yes. And it's crazy because yeah. it'll happen in one day. I'll be in like a funk yeah. and then I'll have one day where I'm like, nope, everything's great. Everything's working out. And I'm not even kidding. I will get a DM and it'll be like, hey, I'm ready to work with you. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't even like post anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the interesting thing with coaching. I mean, people just like will drop in just like that and you're like, Okay. <laughs> How did they know that I was like feeling good today? <laughs> like, you know, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> so I will say, and um, you'll have to tell me if I'm correct. So I feel like um, astrology and human design. So I love those things. I don't know a ton about them. I know about like my, like whatever I, like I'm an Aries and a manifester. Yeah. Um, I know about that. And I'm very much an Aries. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I feel like those things almost help 
let go of that personal judgment. Yes. And you know what it is? It's to say, we're all here with different makeup and we're all here to be part of, we're a piece of this whole puzzle. Like we're not all supposed to be the same. We're not, you know, and yeah, human design is so cool. I started getting into it when Lindsay means like we like totally read each other's charts for each other. And like, that was really cool. Cause, cause human design has a big astrological part and like, you need your birth time and everything, just like you do for your, your birth chart. And I was like, I understand a lot of this. Cause I had, I had studied astrology for so, so long before. So that's been really cool. Um, I'm a manifesting generator. And so I bought a couple of books on that to learn more, just more tools to like, again, understand myself. And then as a coach, right, as we know, holding space for other people, it's so great to understand, even if you don't use all of that in your coaching, just to understand there's so many different pieces of somebody that like make them who they are. And they're so unique. And just to be seen in that way, like to validate, you are supposed to be here. Like, you know, one of the, a few of the things in like your blue, your cosmic blueprints, your natal chart, your birth chart, I'll be like, your rising sign is one of your like lessons of this life. It's what your soul's here to become the high version, the high road of it. And, um, there's always struggles, right. But, but that's sometimes I'll say like, that is the, the lesson of that. Right. So yes, that doesn't surprise me. That keeps showing up for you. Um, and then how do we reframe it? How do we look at it from a different way and say like Saturn, uh, a lot of people, it's, it's so cool. People know so much about astrology lately, but like Saturn returns are big life lessons and it happens usually around 28 to 30, depending on each person's year of like retrogrades and whatnot. But also Saturn cycles happen every seven years. So it's like the seven year itch. And when I start asking people certain dates, cause I can go back and look like dates. Right. So I'll be like, I'll be like, what happened at around 21 usually is when I'll like start the, the process. And then around 28 to 30. And when I'm doing someone's chart, I'll have the exact dates, but you know, that's kind of just a rough idea. And then again, like I'm in a Saturn cycle right now, which is a big change, big life lessons. Um, and I'm 36. So like, it's, you know, everyone's years are a little different, but it's really interesting because it's typically the same themes that pop up. And I'm like, Saturn is knocking on the door. He's your high school principal. And he's literally like, he's all about discipline. So he's a little more serious. He's like, Hey, did you do your homework? And your homework is your life lesson. (laughs) right? So it's like, are you growing? Are you showing up? Are you learning? You know, are you learning from these lessons that life is giving you? And if you are, he's nice to you, but if you're not, he throws some challenges at you. And and it's a time of stretching and growing for a lot of people. And it's a theme that continues our whole life. Yeah. The seven year thing is interesting because the two commission salons I was at, I was both at them for seven years. That yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, that's super interesting. Um, I don't yeah. know a ton about astrology. It's all like, oh, it's ever, all over Instagram. And I'm like, I don't know what the moons are. Like, <laughs> um, but I do find it fascinating. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a whole other language. And 
I've been studying it for two years now. And even just now certain things are starting to click, but there's like a whole other side of it that I haven't even started to learn about. I mean, I've got like probably 20 books that I've got on my to-do list, (laughs) you know, and, and it's, but the more I'm learning is really incorporating into, I'll do birth chart readings, um, like one-offs just for people anyway, because I love them so much, but I love, I always use them in my coaching. So I love like reading people's charts and knowing them on that level. And sometimes I don't bring it up, but a lot of my students, as you can imagine, like as we market ourselves, like are really into it and really want to know more about themselves. And we do end up doing like, sometimes like one of my meetings, maybe a full on, um, birth chart reading, you know, and maybe a transit, like what's happening in the skies right now that is affecting you. And, And it's not even anything to be like, this is what you should do or shouldn't do. We have free will. And that's like how astrology is, right? We have free will. We get to decide. You don't have to label yourself. It's not a religion. It's just astrology is astrology. We know the sun comes up. We know when the sun's coming up every day. We know when it's going down every day. We can literally look that up, right? We know tides. We know when the tides are high and when they're low, we can look this up. That's That's our planets moving. So we know we can look back on, and this is how I can look back on people's like Saturn cycles and things like that. Cause you can go back and look at dates to see where the planets were certain dates. And it's like when I, and I love math. <laughs> so like when I started to realize astrology was like so much math, I was like, I am in. <laughs> right. Well, but let me ask you, cool. let me ask you this. Were you nervous to incorporate this into coaching? you know, it happened so naturally. Like my first few coaching students, I don't even know how I started coaching. I literally don't even remember how it started, but I wasn't calling myself a coach yet, but people like started asking me, honestly, now that I'm remembering, yes, people started asking me questions when I was a salon owner and they take me out for coffee. They pick my brain, whatever. And the next thing I know, all these people started like, opening salons and telling me all these things and how helpful I'm. And I'm like, this is really cool. And all my hair classes turn into business classes, right? Like I was going around teaching hair painting forever and it just turned into social media and how to market yourself. Right. So naturally it turned into pricing and I knew I was charging a lot, you know, quote unquote for like the area and people wanted to know how, like, you know, they were just like, intrigued by me. And I'm like, okay, like I'll share whatever I know. So then I think that's kind of how the first few people fell into my lap. Um, they asked if I could do some like coaching and mentoring for them. It's like, I don't even have this business. Like, I don't even know what to charge. Like, right. right? It's like a whole new business thrown right at me. And it went right away. I had already been talking about, you know, my astrology here and there. And right away, they wanted to know more about their chart or who they, and I was like, Oh, so it just kind of started really naturally. And one of my business partnership, um, salon owners there, it was so cool when I did like a partnership reading and their husband, wife, like just for each person to be seen and heard and like, how do you know all this stuff about? And like, and then they got to see a different part of them. And I'm like, you know, you actually maybe shouldn't be running the books and doing this. You don't have that natural gift of earth, the earth element in your chart. You can learn it 
every, everyone can learn it. That's the beautiful part, right? We can all learn different things, but you might not love it. And I was going to say, will you be happy if you learn it? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Like that was like a huge relief to be like, you know what, Kellen, I don't want to learn that. And I'm like, that's okay. Like you're not made up to love that. If you want to, and like live that kind of life, that's up to you free will, you know, but as an astrologer, that piece of it, I can say that's not your natural gift. And it's okay. If you don't want to do that, you know, we all have these different pieces. So that has been so cool. And I've done another like husband, wife, I mean, just so cool to like see people for who they are and allow their voice to be heard in a different way and hold that space. It's like therapy on a different level. Right. I mean, I've had, I've had some people say we've done therapy and let me tell you, years have not even been what one session did for us. I mean, that's that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. The human design thing. So when I like, um, I got a reading and it was like, just made me feel better because I've always thought I was like a quote unquote, like more lazy, like I'll procrastinate. I would love to just sit on the couch for long periods of time. Like, and it was like, no, like I, in my human design, like I need rest. Like I need more rest and I need to inform. And I'm very much an informer. Like I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do before I do it. And Mm -hmm. if I don't like, it doesn't feel good to me. Right. So, and it's, it was just really, it was like this, just like permission to be myself. Yeah. Instead of feeling bad for sitting on the couch, I'm like, nope, I need this. I need this to be able to be good for tomorrow. You know, (laughs) I do. And like, think about that when you learn that about yourself and then you learn about the important people in your life and you can be like, I have so much compassion for who this person is now because like you you have that validation of like, yes, this is who I am and I need this. Now I know what my partner need or what my business partner needs, or maybe what my team members need, right? Like one of my salon owners, we had this girl, a Pisces, and I looked at her chart. I was like, let's get her whole chart because just your sun sign is a big piece of it always, but it's not the whole, I mean, it's one piece, right? So when I see the whole chart, I'm like, she needs so much freedom, you guys. And I'm like, here's the point being a salon owner, you get to decide what you as a leader want to have as a whole as your salon. It's up to you. You get to say, you know what, we need more structure than what, than what she can like be part of, or you get to say, I'm going to allow flexibility and freedom. And if you say that you got to learn what works for each person, meet them where they're at and truly mean it. Right. And these people, it was so cool. We like, we dove into her chart a little bit. And I was like, she's a Pisces. She's this, she's that she's creative. She is a dreamer and she shouldn't be working long days. She shouldn't be working that many hours. And if she's literally telling you that if she's like, I don't want to work Saturdays and I don't want to work more than two days a week, I'm telling you right now, she shouldn't be. So it's great that she's honoring that. And now you as an owner need to decide what's going to work for your business, right? So like, that's kind of the other part of it when we throw it back into other relationships, whether it's your marriage or your, your um, kids. Oh my gosh. I love when I read kids charts to moms. It's like the coolest thing. And, and then like you, then you do business, right? So Oh, you and I might need to talk about that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. 
Yeah. I think it's crazy. I think it's really cool. I mean, again, I've always loved like horoscopes and things like that. I've never dove into this stuff like a ton and it still confuses me a lot. I'm not super, and I don't, this isn't woo woo, but I'm not like a super woo woo person. So like once it starts getting into like the chakras and the moon cycles, I'm like, (laughs) I like shut my brain goes, what? Okay. (laughs) But I do believe all, like I, there's a lot of merit to all of it. Um, And like take what works for you and what works for your relationships, right. And what helps you grow and you leave what doesn't. Yeah. Right. You're like, okay, I don't care about the moon phases or the cycles right now, but I do know like this is, you know, this is where I'm at in my season, right. You may be in a different sort of cycle or season or transits or whatever. You don't have to know it all or know what it means, but if you get your chart read, if you're feeling a certain way, it just helps to validate it, you know? Right. Yeah. And your kids, like, oh my gosh, kids go through things. And the coolest thing is when you learn someone's moon sign, that's their emotional side. That's their emotional self. That's what they feel in their body. And when I learned I was a water moon, cause I'm, I'm a Leo, I'm a fire personality and I'm a Libra rising. So like I've got fire and air is like a big part of who I am. That's a ton of energy. Right. right. But I'm an, I'm a freaking Pisces moon. I'm like, well, no wonder I love all the spiritual shit. Like, of course, but like as a Pisces moon, I feel everything. I'm a water moon, right? I, my intuition, my gut, I hold things in. I freeze like on the low road, right? I freeze my, sometimes I can't cry or sometimes I'm crying all the time. Like, it's like learning, learning your water, learning how to flow. So when you're even a mom or when you're a team leader, like however we, you can look at any relationship in your life, you learn someone's moon sign, especially your kids. You learn how to parent them differently for each moon sign. It is a game changer. Like when I realized my sister, we were both Leos, but when I realized she has an Aquarius moon and I'm a Pisces and I was like, this makes so much sense, you know? And like, we need different things. We need different timeouts. We need different personal, um, just like space. We need different, um, ways to reflect and, and our actions, the way we act out will be different. And then of course, it's up to you to learn the the high roads, the weaknesses and all these things to, um, I hate to say weaknesses, but you know, like there's definitely high roads, low roads to everything. And then you have to acknowledge that and say, I need to work on that. <laughs> right. Where would right? somebody find where, like, how do you figure that out? Like, how do you know? Oh, that? Yeah. So you can get your, you can do a free birth chart on astro.com and you can sign up. I love astro.com because you can sign up for free and save like a bunch of charts. So anytime I read anyone's charts, I save everything so that if they come back to me, I can look at their transits and all of that. But the biggest takeaway to do if you do it yourself is your sun sign, of course, your moon sign and your rising sign and your rising sign will say, AC on the chart, it's called ascendant. So your ascendant or your rising sign, it's the same thing. And your rising sign is one of your um, purpose of what you signed up for this time around, but the high, the high road of it. And, and oh my gosh. Hi puppy. <laughs> I love that. Come here. Come here. I know. Um, he has to make his, his self known. So that 
the high road of that sign, it's like this beautiful dance to learn, okay, my sun sign is my personality. It's my ego. It's how I show up in the world. It's my life force, right? Think of the sun. It's your energy. But then you throw in your moon sign, your emotional side, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's either going to be in the element of fire, earth, air, or water. So fire, and each fire sign's a little different, but fire is going to be passion, and maybe bossy, maybe a little pushy, maybe like um, a little sparky, <laughs> right? Oh, I, I, I don't even have to look at my chart. I'm hundred percent fire. <laughs> yes. And then with your, your, your um, earth, you're a little bit more grounded. You're, you have maybe some systems in place and structure. And when you think of water, you think of emotions and your intuition and trusting your gut and your, you feel things more. And when it comes to air, you're talkative, you're a little um, quirky, maybe like Aquariuses are a little quirky and like, you know, they're funny um, and they can be like, and air is like Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, they're all very different. But the main thing is, is communication with air. So when you're looking at these things, that's kind of the basics. I like to say, look at the element, look to see if it's in fire, earth, air, water, and it gives you a good place to start. Then of course the internet can share more with you. So, and I also have some free lessons that I have on like my community site that people can find. You could find like how to look it up. I walk you through it. I do like a screen share and then I have some little workbooks and I do, I have that just up for free because I love when people want to know more. I'm like, go learn a little bit on your own. And even if you pop into my DMS and like, I'll probably, I'll probably tell you more than you want to know, but <laughs> what is I love to share. People find your information, your freebies, and I'll put this in the show notes as well. Oh, perfect. So Kellen McKenzie is my Instagram and on my Instagram link, I have everything listed, but kellenmckenzie.com is my website. So simple, easy, both are the same. And you can find the freebies on my, if you're on my website under community, and that takes you to my community website and that's sign up for free and read through the lessons. I've got some like workbooks and stuff too, but I'll, I'll teach you how to go to this website to find everything too. Oh, perfect. So they can go to your site first, figure out how to get your birth chart and then come back and figure out even more. Totally. (laughs) Awesome. So, um, before I'm, we have one more question and I asked, well, I've been, I told myself I was going to ask everyone this and I think I forgot the last two interviews, but (laughs) your turn (laughs) things very, uh, imperfect around here. (laughs) Right. I'm, I'm here for it. So I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay. And sometimes this can be a heavy one. What quote unquote failure are you the most thankful for? I would say what felt like the biggest failure of my life was when my whole team left me in my salon Mm. and man, it was hard. (laughs) And it felt like the biggest failure because I mean, I can remember from the age of 15, all I said was I want to be a hairdresser and I want to open my own salon. And I tried to go to college for, first because my mom was like, at least go to college and get your business degree. You want to be like, I wanted to be a salon owner. I just kind of wanted to be this. Right. And so everything was like from the outside looking in and from my blinders, 
everything was so perfect. And we were so busy. We were booming. We were really well known. I hired a team member and their book was full of dream clients. Like I would hire the right people. And I felt like I had this flow down. So when that happened, I felt like it was the biggest failure ever. Like it was, it crushed me for a long time. And, um, you know, I definitely would say, of course, looking back many years later now, it was so many great lessons of learning and growing and I needed it. I need, and I do know that I needed that. (laughs) I needed that wake up call. I needed to be pushed into healing other parts of me that I didn't know I needed at that time. And, um, I'm really grateful for it because now I've been able to step away from that. I mean, if you would have told me even, I don't know, a year and a half, two years when I sold my salon that I would have like stop doing hair. Like I would have thought you were crazy. Like, no way. This has been my dream forever. Had my own salon, had a beautiful salon right in the heart of Boston. Like, oh, like dream, dream, dream. And I would say that that felt like my biggest failure. So now looking back, I know it wasn't, it was one of my biggest lessons. And I will say this to anyone, if you feel like you're in it for a lot longer and it's just really hard to get through something. Some things take a lot more time than others. And, you know, you just have to really keep looking for healing modalities for you, whatever that means for you, different ways, maybe talk therapy isn't right for you. And that's okay. You just need to start um, looking because I will say that's, that was my journey. I needed to really spend time with myself, learn about myself start the healing process in a whole different way, you know, then talk therapy. And, um, and now I'm, now I've learned a lot from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so the different modalities is interesting. So like, I, I loved my therapist, but I started going to these retreats and stuff and doing like breath work and things like that. And it was yeah. like, wow, I didn't expect that to like be the thing that like releases so much trauma. Girl. The first time I did breath work, I experienced more emotions than I've felt in my whole life in an hour. Like, (laughs) right. Yes. It was crazy. It was like, and, and I want to respect your time. Are you okay? Still chatting? Totally fine. Yes. Perfect. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, this was this last Tulum retreat that I just went on this past fall was the first time I've ever done it. And I had done Kundalini once before at another retreat and that got me too not the way this did. This was wild. Like I couldn't even put my arms down. Like my hands were like, yeah, like it's like, yeah, they call it, they call it something where your hands are like this and you can't like, I know people can't see me, but when your hands are like cramped together, like claws and your thumb is like, you can't undo it. Oh my gosh. I forget the name of the breath work that session that I did, but use with an S I think I feel like we might have did. I was going to say, we might've been doing the same thing, but it yeah. was definitely a roller coaster of emotions. Yes. And like you said, I need, apparently I needed to release that. And it has brought me, I brought up a lot of other things and led me down different, different, different tools that I've learned even since then, because I'm like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> I've same. Done work, you know, multiple times since then and everything. So it's cool. It's a really cool way to be like, you know what? talk therapy is good and all, but like maybe push yourself to do something different, you know? Yeah. 
I highly recommend that. I highly do. Like, like, yeah. cause again, I'm not like a super like woo woo person. Like I don't have like, you know, I, I would have never, ever just walked into a breathwork place. I don't think, you know, and it's right. like, I'm at this retreat. I'm thinking, oh, it's probably going to be like Kundalini. I'm probably going to cry, you know? And yep. then it was just, I mean, it brought up stuff. I didn't even know I had in there, you right. know, and it, and it's, and what, what I thought was crazy, like the physical aspect. So I have had this like right under like my chest on my right, like on my rib cage, I always would like stretch in the wrong way and get this really intense cramp where I'd have to like fetal position. I mean, and this has happened for years. Mm -hmm. It has not happened since that first breath work. And that's where like, I, I was actually in a little bit of physical pain during the breath work and that was where it was. And it had, I have not gotten that cramp since then. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I know this sounds crazy for the people who aren't woo woo that are listening to me, but <laughs> I think I've been carrying a lot of trauma in that spot. You totally were. You totally yeah. were. And, like, and it might be that spot that will always be, for me, it can happen in my um, my jaw and my teeth and uh, my clenching. And so, oh my gosh, this is so funny. So like when I was at the retreat, very similar, I was in a lot of pain, a lot of tension. I had just gone to the dentist and it was a lot of trauma. Things were being brought up um, at that time in my life, but I had just gone to the dentist and I had like six cavities and I'm like, why do I have six cavities? Like what is going on? And I have the awareness now at this age that that's where I carry my stress is like, what am I not saying? What am I not doing? Like, it's usually something with the throat chakra being blocked right back to the chakras, but, but it is typically not communicating something and, and stuffing it in is, is with your throat chakra, possibly um, your jaw and teeth and all this stuff. After that retreat, I, all my tension was gone and I felt so much better. I only had two cavities. Really? Yes. Oh, so like crazy. your body is like such a crazy thing. Like back to like, you know, we hold things in different areas. And then when we release them, our bodies can do like crazy things. They can heal. We know bodies heal themselves all the time, you know? And when we do these these things that may not feel right or comfortable or they're, you know, woo woo or whatever. It sometimes like brings things up that we don't even know or why it's there. And so maybe we don't need to know why, but like it helps release things. Um, I, I feel the same way. I could go on and on and on and share more stories, but that's one of mine. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, It was wild. And, and I think that um, it, again, round to judgment again, I feel like being able to walk into a space like that where you're uncomfortable and you're doing something you've never done and you're, and you're doing things that you're worried the people around you are going to judge you for. Like you make like wild noises and breathe all crazy. And like, it's a little, it's a little intense, you know? And, um, but you have to let go and not care about anyone else around you and really just drop into like you and what you're there for. It's a game changer. And I think that that could go for a lot of things too. Like therapy, I'll, you know, stop worrying about, God, I feel like this whole thing has been around like starting over yeah, <laughs> and, and not letting the outside world, like affect what you need for you. Yes. You know? And I will say when someone mentions something, like if you guys are listening to this right now and you're like, Oh, I would never try anything like that. I will say this. 
if you've heard of someone else talking about breathwork or you've heard of someone else talking about maybe human design or astrology and you're like oh my god this is like the 10th time that's the universe literally showing you a sign again that this like whatever that thing is that keeps showing up may be what you need so just kind of like take that little nugget and maybe explore what is showing up for you right and like I had actually had a coffee with a friend. Um, we were in the same business coaching group for a while and she lives around here. And it was like that with this book that a client finally showed up with this book. She's like, everyone keeps telling me to read this book. And I was like, that's your sign from the universe. Like it's literally like the fifth time. And that's, I really believe that, right? So if you're hearing something again and you're like, oh my gosh, maybe I should try that. I would say 100% try it. <laughs> I totally, totally agree. Or put yourself in positions where you just have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what book was it? Do you remember? Um, gosh, <laughs> she sent me the picture. It was something. It was something with health because she's been going through some health things, and it was something with this um, doctor who has um, started to study different ways of releasing um, trauma in our bodies, right? And like, and for healing and health and like, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. But yeah, it's yeah. same thing happened to me with the whole 30 book though, that it all starts with food was a book that just kept showing up over and over. And when I finally did it, I swear to God, it changed my life. Like it was yeah. like, I needed that diet in my life because I had such bad inflammation in so many areas of my body and uh, like autoimmune problems run in my family and diseases and all these things. And, you know, I was already having arthritis and my mom has really bad arthritis. So when I, when I changed my diet, when I say it changed my life, let me tell you, it changed my life. And that was the start of, oh, I feel better now and I want to keep feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the universe gives you what you're ready for. And if you're not getting ready for it, you're never going to get it. So if it's something right. that you want, if it's feeling better, if it's money, if it's a material item, whatever, you're never going to receive it until you show the world that you're ready for it. That's right. I couldn't agree more, Misty. This was so fun. I feel like I, again, could talk for four hours. <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Yes. We won't, we won't do that to the listeners this time. You'll that's be on. Again. That's what happens with all of us fire people. I swear to God, like you put us on a podcast, fire and air. You put us on a podcast and we could talk forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, especially I could go whatever direction we could start talking about dogs. I don't care. Like, that's right. like <laughs> my poor <laughs> listeners. I it's like, I always, I'll name this episode, but it's always like, no, but you got to keep listening. Cause there's going to be all kinds of other things in there. <laughs> like, yes, so many good things. I love it. Well, Kellen, tell everyone, you kind of told everyone earlier where they can find you, but go ahead and say it again. Yes. I'm on Instagram, Kellen McKenzie, and my website's kellenmckenzie.com. You can find everything you need to know on both of those places. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. So much fun. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.